0: go. All right. We want to greet everyone in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we're grateful to the Lord for everyone that's here today. And we look forward to sharing with you the things that the Lord has laid on my hearts to share. Ever since I've been preaching, the Lord has been with me to help me to share um, the things that he wants me to share with people. And I think I've shared before that um, before I was born, uh, Brother Junior had a vision where the Lord had showed him that there would be a young man that he would raise up uh, uh, that he would put in his place and he said the words um, to put in my place when I'm going off the scene and when he said that of course I knew what that meant that the law was gone before before he come back the law was gonna take brother junior which he did and uh, but he said that the Lord told him in that vision that the wisdom and understanding that he would give a young this young man uh, he said the wisdom that you have would would just be a drop in the bucket compared to the wisdom that he would give this young man. And so he said, I saw it in you when you were a little boy. And I have the recording if anybody want to listen to it where he's saying that. He said, I saw it in you when you were a little boy. He said, but that day when you came to visit me, talking about when I was about 27 years old, uh, he said, when I saw you, he said that was the first thing that hit me. And uh, so he knew when I was little that I was the little boy. In other words, what he was saying. Now, since I've been preaching, uh if I ever stay after church or something like that, a lot of times people come to me and they'll ask me, especially if it's my first time preaching there, they'll ask me what Bible school did you go to? Or because they wonder about that. Uh, how are you able to reveal the things that you reveal? Where do you get that stuff from? You know, and they you know, I <laughs> There was a time when I I got I was done preaching, and uh, some somebody came up to me and said, uh, let me see that Bible. So I gave them the Bible, and they said, yeah, I'm going to have to get me a copy. I'm going to have to get me one like this. That's a, it ain't the Bible. It, it ain't, everybody understand. It's not the physical book. It's the Lord that gives revelation. and And, you know, so, and then people think that this is something that I had to grow in. Like, you know, well, you just been studying, you've been living for the Lord for the last 27 years, so you just grew it, no, you, it's a gift, if that make any sense. Now, the first step to me being who the Lord wanted me to be and being able to reveal those secrets, you know, outside of him just calling me to do that, because we do know every preacher I ain't called to do that you know, that's, that's reserved for apostles and prophets. Everybody else got to get it from those two, if that make any sense. And so the first step outside of the Lord calling me, which I had nothing to do with, is this. I act like I don't know anything. I, I, don't, I wouldn't care if I had memorized the whole Bible. I'm going to act like I don't know any of it. And when I, when I act like I don't know the Bible, then God can pour in me what it is he want me to say. But as long as I have preconceived ideas about what I'm reading, oh yeah, I've read that a million times, I already know what that means, then I'm telling God, you ain't got nothing else to show me. And then of course from there I'm telling God, so don't use me to preach, you see. So that's the first thing. I act like I don't know anything. It's really just that simple. I, every time I open the Bible up, I act like it's my first time reading it, and it's brand new to me. And so then from there, because I, I act like I don't know God's word, uh, he's able to pour into me. In other words, I remove any preconceived ideas. I might have preached on love 50 times. I'm going to act like this is my first time. I'm not going to go into it thinking I know the definition, and and I, I remember what I said the last time. I'm not going to ever approach Stand up before God's people with some, that, some preconceived idea about what I think I know. Is I don't preach from what I know. Does everybody understand that? How many of you knew your name when you, were, when you were two months old? See, and that's the way I see it. That's exactly the way I see it. If I was born into this world not knowing my name, then I ought to act like I got some sense when I'm in the presence of God. Amen. <laughs> Does everybody understand that? I ought to act like I don't know nothing, shouldn't I? <laughs> but I'm going to tell you now, let me back up now. What does that mean for me? What, is, what does that mean? That when I, whenever I am trying to hear God, that means that I have to act like I don't know anything. <laughs> it means I have to empty myself up, uh, empty myself out of what maybe he had already poured into me to say it one time, but it also means I have to be in a condition where I know that I don't know everything. I have to be in a mindset of I can be told something. And that is where the problem is. That's that's where the problem that's the problem that Jesus Christ had with the Pharisees when he when he, when the Lord came to this to this world they were about the same age as him, but they knew more except they didn't because there was God standing before him and they telling him you ain't you ain't no kin to God God ain't called you you know ain't nowhere in the world God called you and there was and there he was standing in front of them isn't that something when you you got a whole generation of know-it alls now Jesus Christ said, let them know before Abraham was I am they didn't accept that <laughs> you know, and that it was 30 and 40 years old telling that ancient one that was standing there, Creator, you ain't God, you don't know God. If you, if you were God, then you would behave this way. Now, you know, and we think that's strange, but we do the same thing. We do the exact same thing in our life. Listen, <laughs> if you want to be an 80 year old fool, just be a 40 year old one that's refusing to change your mind. You'll get there. If you want to graduate from food college, just be a 40-year-old one that don't want it to, can't be told nothing. Does everybody understand that? <laughs> so let's go real briefly. That, you know, let's go real briefly to the book of Proverbs. The first chapter of the book of Proverbs. Now, I, I think it's really important that we understand that. Now, you, if you know that you've been a hardhead in the past, you need to check yourself and make sure you're not a hardhead now. And how do you, how do you know that you're not? What difference do you see in your life where well, you could say, I have, I have moved beyond hard headedness? In the Bible, it's called stiff neck. Does everybody understand that? In the Bible, when you, when you, you know, the Lord says people have hardened their necks and their stiff neck, you know. And when he called Ezekiel, when he commissioned Ezekiel, he told him, go tell the people what I'm telling tell you to say. But I can tell you right now, they're not going to receive it. But you still got to do it. But I can tell you they're not going to receive it. Why? Because this is a stiff necked people. He was talking about his people. Now, you may wonder, why does he say, why does he use the term stiff neck instead of hard heart or hard head? we call them hard heads but the lord referred to them as stiff neck he called them stiff neck because when we supposed to have given our lives to the lord he puts a rein or a yoke on us now if you've ever ridden a horse or ever seen a horse rode how does the horse know what direction to go in because he has a, a, a yoke on his neck and he has a bit in his mouth. You know, Everybody know what a bit is? It's a, it, anybody ever seen a bit? I'm talking about what, what's on the inside of the horse's mouth. It's a little prick that's in his mouth. So that when his master or whoever's riding him is pulling in one way, it's a sharp object in, inside of his mouth pulling him that way. So he knows, okay, because you think about it. You think a horse don't know he's stronger than you? That horse know he's stronger than you. But you have the advantage because he has that bit in his mouth. There's a little sharp piece of object in his mouth. When you pull this way, it pulls towards his, it. pulls inside of his mouth, and he knows if I want some relief, I'm going to have to go this way. And so when the, when the rider pulls this way, it's tugging this way, and it's, it, it's poking him, and, he's, uh, and he knows if I want some relief, I better turn this way. So when the Lord say <laughs> his people are stiff-necked, they're just like a horse. You got the bit on each side of your mouth, and you can know, man, this, it sure does hurt. Why is it hurting so much? Oh, that's the Lord riding me and trying to get me to go left, but I ain't going. Oh, wait a minute, so it's hurting again? So what, the Lord trying to get me to go right, and, it's, and, you, and I know what it's going to take to get to to for this pain to be to let up off of me but I ain't turning right I'm not turning right just cuz I know he want me to turn right So what the, what the Lord is saying is you can live 30 years you can experience the pain of life you can know you've made every just about every decision you've ever made in your life has been a bad one but that stiff neck is going it's going to pray to live 100 years old to to prove God wrong at some point, I'm going to find a way through this tunnel of life without him having to direct me. <laughs> and you're, you're, the inside of your mouth is going to be all laid up. But I don't care. At least I live my life. <laughs> that's, a stiff, that's why he refers to people as stiff-necked. You, you, you know you in bad shape when pain don't lead you to me. You in bad shape. When I, your, your decisions have proved. You know you've you've graduated from fool school. You ain't got to. You got your little high school diploma. You ain't got to go for your PhD. No, I'm gonna I'm find my way. I, you know, who else that made it? <laughs> who do you know that have found their way outside of God? Yeah. So we have to. That that's a dangerous mindset. I'm gonna do it my way. You know, we've had people. My wife and I, we get emails all the time from folks telling us what they're gonna do and then want us to pray about it. I will pray for nothing. I'm not gonna waste my time for a hardhead that's got their own way made, that's already got it figured out. Nowhere in the world. And they forget you done told them two years ago what God's will was. I'm not about to waste my time with that, brother Bolden. I believe the Lord wants me to do this. Will you pray? No, I'm not. If you believe it, do it, brother. I don't want to get in the way between of you and the Lord. Does everybody understand that? I'm sure not. I don't want you to miss any blessings. (laughs) (laughs) Let's read. Let's start reading in verse 1 in the first chapter of the book of Proverbs. It says the Proverbs of Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel. Everybody see that? The Proverbs of who? The son of who? Why did he refer to himself as the son of David? Because he wants you to know he didn't create himself. He wants you to know that some of this wisdom that he got come from his daddy. Everybody understand that? King of Israel, to know wisdom and instruction, to perceive the words of understanding, to receive the instruction of what? Wisdom comes with instruction. Does everybody understand that? Does everybody hear that? Wisdom comes with instruction. Look what that says. To receive the instruction of what? Wisdom. Justice and judgment and equity. To give subtlety to the what? Simple. In other words, to make you more thoughtful. To make you think, uh, to help you to think ahead. Does everybody understand that? To give subtlety to the simple. Everybody understand what the simple is? The simple is somebody that they they just they just going through life and just think everything's supposed to be everything. They're not they're not thinking about the personalities of people. They're not thinking about their surroundings. They're not thinking about anything. Does everybody understand that? That's that's a simple individual. And he says to give subtlety to them, to the young man knowledge and what? Discretion. A wise man will hear and will increase what? And a man of understanding shall attain unto what? To understand a proverb and their interpretation, the words of the wise and their dark sayings. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of what? Does everybody see that? The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. But fools despise wisdom and what? (laughs) Does everybody see that? Fools despise wisdom and instruction. Everybody see that? Now, yeah, and now, this is for us as individuals. We have to ask ourselves, what category are we in? Are we King Solomon, the son of David? Or are we fools that despise wisdom and instruction? You know why, David, uh, why Solomon could write this? Because he lived it. He talked about women and how to avoid the, 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 the bitter woman. Don't don't even go around her. When she calls to you and she's batting her eyes, don't look at that foolishness. That that's vain anyway. At at some point, uh, them eyelashes gonna fall off. <laughs> at, at some point, uh, gravity gonna kick in and everything gonna start drooping. Then what you got? Yeah, don't don't be taken in by her beauty. It is vain. Stuff get to drooping. <laughs> so look at what he says verse 8 my son hear the instruction of thy father and forsake not the law of thy mother everybody see that until you get grown because when you get grown you pay your own bills you can do what you want say what you want to say okay nobody tell you nothing when you get grown is that what he's saying That means that there are times people pass things on to you, you ought to be holding on to it for dear life. As if your life depended on it. (laughs) Look at what he says there. My son, hear the instruction of thy father and forsake not the law of thy mother. Everybody see that? Look, let's drop down to verse 20. Wisdom crieth without, in other words, outside. She uttereth her voice in the streets. She crieth in the chief place of concourse, in the openings of the gates. In the city, she uttereth her words, saying, How long ye, simple ones, will ye love simplicity? And the scorners delight in their scorning, and fools hate knowledge. Does everybody see that? So do you know for for people to be 30, 40 years old, still making the same mistakes, still doing stupid stuff, they have to purposely do this to wisdom? The Bible says that wisdom cries out in the streets. It cries outside. So you don't walk through life Nobody goes through life without hearing wisdom. So you not knowing, that's why I don't believe that. That's why, you know, folks say, you know, if I've been taught better, no, you, you would, somebody was trying to get your attention somewhere. You, you need to accept the fact that you've been stopping your ears to it. You may say, well, hi, Brother Bolton. If your parents weren't telling you, you had friends that went through the same junk you were determined to go through. Wisdom cries out. The question is, who's listening? Does everybody understand that? Verse 23, turn ye at my reproof. Behold, I will pour out my spirit upon you. I will make known my words unto you. Does everybody see that? Because I have called, and ye refused, I have stretched out my hand, and no man regarded. But ye have said it not, not all my counsel, and would none of my reproof. Does everybody see All right, Let's go ahead and keep reading. I also will laugh at your calamity, and I will mock when your fear cometh. In other words, when you get to the end of that situation, you were just determined to walk in. Fear is going to come in. You're going to start to see at some point that you shouldn't have went down that road. You're going to wish that you had not did what you did. And then the Lord says, look at what he says. I'm telling you, Brother Junior, I don't remember hardly anything else he preached when I was a little boy, but I remember this. Because I thought, how sad is it when God Himself, when you crying out for help and he's laughing at you. What other help do you have? Look at what he says, verse 26, "I also will laugh at your calamity. And now could you picture that? That God of love sitting in heaven, and there you are crying out to him. Lord, please, Lord. Please help me. And he's laughing at you. That's a horrible spot to be in. When God himself, the only only help you could ever have in life, is laughing at you. Look at what he says. I will laugh at your calamity. I will mock when your fear cometh. I'm going to make fun of you. Is that in your bible? How many of you want to live there? How many of you want to graduate to that point? Well, God is laughing and mocking you. Well, you better start to love wisdom. You better start receiving instruction. Does everybody understand that? That's if that's that's the fastest way to get to that place, just reject wisdom and instruction. Just hate knowledge. Just think that you know more than everybody else. Everybody understand that? i say that again. If you came here not knowing your name, that's how you ought to live your life. You ought to act like you don't know nothing. Act like somebody can tell you something. Does everybody, ooh, I, <laughs> do we need to take a break? When folks are uncomfortable. Verse, let's go to chapter, let's read, let's keep reading there. Verse 27, when your fear cometh as desolation and your destruction cometh as a whirlwind, when distress and anguish cometh upon you, then shall they call upon me, but I will not answer. Does everybody see that? I won't answer. Isn't that something? But God is a faithful God. Anybody that no, not know, not, not according to your life. If he was faithful, you'd obey in the first place. You can't turn him into a faithful God when you've, when you've dug a mud hole and jumped in it. He's faithful to keep you out of the mud hole. <laughs> Does everybody understand that? When distress and anguish cometh upon you, verse 28, then shall they call upon me, but I will not answer. They shall seek me early. In other words, it ain't going to take them long to realize they done done made a boo-boo. But what shall happen? They shall not find me. I ain't going to be nowhere to be found. Ooh, That's ugly, isn't it? You know, there's a difference between somebody that just don't know any better. Just going through life, don't know any better. And then somebody that's just going through life, you know, that that, that's got counsel around him and rejecting it. Oh, I'm gonna just do what I want to do. The Lord'll forgive if I make a mistake. He'll pull me out. That's that God. That's not His art. He's not ordained for that. The Bible says, "Now to him that's able to keep you from falling, He's has the ability." To keep you from falling. Does everybody understand? Look at what that says. Let's read verse 28 again. Then shall they call upon me, but I will not answer. They shall seek me early, but they shall not find me. For that they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord. They would none of my counsel. They despised all my reproof. Everybody see that? Therefore shall they eat of the fruit of their own way and be filled with their own devices. For the turning away of the simple shall slay them and the prosperity of fools shall destroy them. But whoso hearkeneth unto me shall dwell safely and shall be quiet from fear of evil. Does everybody see that? Let's read Chapter 2 verse 1. My son, if thou wilt receive my words and have my commandments with thee. Does everybody see that? Let's read chapter 3, verse 1. My son, forget not my law law, but let thine heart keep my commandments. Everybody see that? Chapter 4, verse 1. Hear ye the instruction hear ye children. The instruction of a father and attend to no understanding. Everybody see that? That's chapter 5, verse 1. My son, attend unto my wisdom and bow thine ear to my understanding. That's the theme of this book. My son, don't be a hard head. Listen to what I'm telling you. You don't have to find out the hard way. Does everybody understand that? And it is not God's will. I believe, you know, it's something happening in this world that we don't quite get. Every generation, if, if this will be followed, my son attended to my words. Every generation ought to get better and better. My son should not have to start from ground zero getting the same wisdom that I, that I got from the Lord. I, I am able to pass on the wisdom that I got from God to my children. I'm able to do that. I, ain't got, I don't have to say, well, you know what, so what? You know, you, you, go, you go pray and get it the way I got it. No. If God gave me 80% of wisdom, that's 80% I can give you, and you can build on top of that through your own relationship with God. You, you don't have to start over at ground zero. Does everybody understand that? You don't have to find out the hard way. So God don't want us to be stiff-necked and, uh, and to hate knowledge. You know that's something? The Bible says fools despise knowledge. They hate knowledge. What makes a person hate knowledge? Let's think about that. What is it in a person that make them hate knowledge? Let me, let me put it the way it really is. What makes them hate knowledge that they themselves didn't come up with? Because that's what it really is. That's what that's talking about. Pride. Pride makes a person hate knowledge that they didn't, some revelation that they didn't get. Does everybody understand? You know, I have to share this. It come to me to share, so I'm going to share it. You know, sometimes I don't like uh, sharing certain things, you know, because of how grotesque it is but I'm gonna share it. I was in the seventh grade sitting in Louisiana history class and it was a young man in there who apparently was sexually active and he was talking about how he had gotten a disease. think it was chlamydia but back then we called it something I can't remember what our term was for it but it was, we, we weren't using technical terms I can tell you that there wasn't no scientific terms and he had talked about how it hurt him to urinate he said it felt like razor blades coming out of him so he went a couple of days without urinating. And of course, you know what happened. I, I, I hope you, you, you listen at me carefully. You know when, and what happened is it, there's a in, bad infection and you got pus coming out. So by him not urinating for a couple of days, all that pus built on the inside of there. His private part. We're going to outsmart God anyway. I just ain't going to pee. I'll fix that. So he told me, John, they had to take my private and put it on a little table and take a little one of them little rubber hammers that they hit your knee with to, for your reflexes. They had to loosen up all of that. How many of you want to experience that? <laughs> I ain't never forgot that story. <laughs> if it had been me, I'd have caught a case. Doc, you do what you got to do, but I'm going to do what I got to do too, see. Yeah, he he didn't have to go any further. All he had to do was tell me how he was peeing razor razor blades. That was enough for me. You didn't have to go into the the horror of it of, you know, them having to put your manhood on the table and, and beat it with a hammer. But fools reject knowledge. Fools hate Knowledge. But that, well, that, ain't gonna, that don't move me. Me and my girl, we're going to do whatever. That, this is love. Does everybody understand that? <laughs> so now I, I wanted to use that extreme story to show you the same way you can know and cringe as I'm telling that story. Why don't you cringe when I tell you falling in love with the wrong person will equal the same exact thing? You don't have to go through certain things. You can just learn and, and by following God's lead. Does everybody understand that? But because, you know, it ain't that bad. Everybody do it. Everybody go through life, and I got to learn my own way, and I got to, you know. I'm going to tell you one of the saddest things to me in life. To me, one of the saddest things is watching people pay for something that they were disobedient in years ago. Watching them pay for it today. thats a, Especially as a parent, that's a hard thing to, to, to sit back and watch. Some of you, most of your children are small. You wait till they get older and, and, you, and you've taught them better. But you, you know, yeah, you hard headed. You're you going to have to go through it. And I pray you come out on the other side without going, having to go to hell behind it, without being bitter against God. That's a, that's a hard thing. And then, and then to see 40 and 50 year old people still in the same place, st- still that 19 year old that didn't want to be told something, still making the same stupid mistakes they were making when they were 15 and 16. Ain't got no better sense. And you know, and God will have it that way. You, it is impossible to get wiser outside of God. Impossible. You, you, you don't, the only thing you do when you reject God is grow closer to hell. You don't get, you don't even belong in the same realm with God when it comes to wisdom. The Bible says the foolishness of God is better than the wisdom of man. And you just learned your name 20 years ago, and and you you think you got it figured out? (laughs) You can't even figure out how to eat food without having to go use the bathroom a day later. How in the world can you compete with God? Does he have toilets up there in heaven? We know he eats food. You think he's taking a potty break? Does everybody understand that? (laughs) Figure out how to see with your eyes closed. The little thin eyelids that you have is enough to blind you. (laughs) But, But you know more than God. Does everybody understand that? Figure out how you can live for the next week without going to sleep. God don't sleep. Break that code. Figure out how you can get from here to Mississippi in a split second. God can Figure out how you can be everywhere at one time. If you can't compete with God in that, then what what make you think you know more than than him? with your own little ant life. Does everybody understand that? How many of you have ever seen an ant bed or an ant farm? And you see all them little mazes. And you figure, well, you know that. you little ant, you're trying to get over here. Let me pick you up. No, I'm, I got it. I got it. I got, I got it. I'm going to go my own way. And you can look at, you can think, you look peon, you, ain't even, you don't even see the whole picture like I do. It don't matter. I'm gonna figure it out. You see all those little, those little streets in the little ant bed or in the, in the ant farm? That's them trying to figure it out. That's the reason why all of that is formed like that. They, I, I'm gonna figure out how to do it. And ain't none of them walking a straight line. that's how we look to God. Ants don't even know their name. Now, could you imagine being the God of this universe and us looking like ants to him, but we got it figured out, especially when his wisdom cries out in the street? Yeah, ants don't understand our language, but we understand God's language. We understand that bit in our mouth We know when we're trying to turn in the wrong direction and we feel that that little tug, that little pain there, oh, no, 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 we can't go that way. But except I am. I want to experience everything. (laughs) So God don't want us to be that way. Let's go to the book of Acts real briefly. the 13th chapter of the book of Acts. We're going to start reading at verse 44. says, and the next Sabbath day came almost the whole city together to hear the word of God. Everybody see that? Yeah, they came together to hear, all of them came together, just about the whole city came together to hear the word of God. Verse 45, but when the Jews saw the multitudes, they were filled with what? And spake against those things which were spoken by Paul, contradicting and blaspheming. Then Paul and Barnabas waxed bold and said, It was necessary that the word of God should first have been spoken to you. Did everybody see that? But seeing you put it, put it from you. In other words, you reject knowledge and wisdom and you put it from you. And judge yourselves unworthy of everlasting life. Lo, we turn to the Gentiles. Isn't that something there? And that was Paul. He was the apostle to the Gentiles. But first sent to the Jews. But look at what happened. Look at how he said that. You put the word of God from yourself. And judge yourself unworthy of everlasting life. In other words, do you... And some of you, the Lord's been striving with you for years and years, trying to get you to see and trying to get you to line up with his word. And, and there was Paul, he preached one message. And when the people blaspheme and started contradicting, said, You're not, you judge yourself unworthy of eternal life. I'm not going to preach to you no, 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 in, anymore. And nobody else is, because I'm the one that's sent to you. I'm going to the Gentiles, to some folks that's got some sense they'll be glad to receive it. Isn't that something there? You better know every time you reject God's word, your time is running out. They might have lived another hundred years in foolishness. Does everybody understand that? Let's read verse 47. For so had the Lord commanded us, saying, I have set thee to be a light of the Gentiles, that thou shouldest be for salvation unto the ends of the earth. And when the Gentiles heard this, they were what? Glad. Somebody is going to be glad to get the wisdom you're rejecting. Somebody would be happy to have the parents that some of you have. My wife and I, we get comments all the time. You know, we pray that people understand how blessed they are to be sitting there. And sometimes I want to put, except they don't. It's it's common to them. (laughs) They need to visit some other churches and hear the foolishness that's being taught there. And maybe they won't even realize that it's foolishness. Look at what this says. Verse 48 And when the Gentiles heard this, they were glad and glorified the word of the Lord. And as many as were ordained to what? Eternal life. What did they do? That's that's the reason why Paul didn't, and Silas and and, and Barnabas didn't strive with those people for years. They weren't ordained to eternal life. You can preach all day long to an ant, it ain't going to get saved. It ain't going to get saved. It don't, it don't even try to hear what you're saying. Uh, Who is this Jesus you talking about? I got my own way. Ants got their own little world. <laughs> and they live in it. And they can care less about what you're doing. And that's the way unbelievers are. That's the way folks are when they hate knowledge. Fools hate knowledge. I got to learn on my own. I'm going to do it my way. So what? I'm getting burned. So what? I'm going through hurting, going through mourning when I have to. You, you, don't be one of those people living years later and still paying for your 20-year-old foolishness. Everybody understand that? You could tell. I'm going just use this as an example. You could tell somebody, you know, that's young, because you know when we when we're young, we start getting all them little credit card offers. Uh, we signing up for them. You and you could tell them, uh, you make sure your credit's straight. I got time. I'm gonna do what I wanna do. I get grace, you know. I, I got ten. I got ten. I could pay for this ten days after it's due. Don't believe that fool they put a day on there for a reason. If the due date is on the 5th, pay it on the 5th. Forget about the five-day grace period that you think you got. Pay it on time. And you're real foolish if you got the money to pay it and just, well, I'm going to just leave the money in my account. Does everybody understand that? So you talk to people and tell them, make sure your integrity is straight in this world. You don't have a testimony when you ain't paying people. They don't care how many tongues you speak in. How many tongues is George Washington speaking in? Does everybody understand that? No, they don't care about how many, how many people you done prayed for and the Lord healed them. <laughs> Not when you bound down to the dollar. Not when Mammon is your God. So you can say that, but in their minds, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm handling it. I'm paying my bills. I don't worry about that. My credit it'll be. I, I'm, I'm still able to get what I want to get. I can just save up and get it. Oh, but then times change. Now all of a sudden, you can't get certain jobs without having good credit. They don't care how many degrees you got. Your integrity gets to the door before you get there. Now your insurance rates are jacked up because of good credit. They don't care, you you might not have ever had a car accident. Those rates will be higher because of your lack of integrity. And so now you have to settle for some mediocre job because you refused counsel ten years ago. Now you complain, right? Is it time for me to get to get it? No, it's time for you to start listening to what the Lord say. Just because you don't see the connection and just because you didn't see it ten years ago, don't equal don't equal it not being the case. It was the case. You rejected counsel back then, and now you're paying for it, so shut up and take your, take your licks. <laughs> Does everybody understand that? I don't hear it. Don't whine to me, especially when I see you still stiff-necked. You ain't learned yet? Okay, well, go and live your life. Tell me how it worked out. Does everybody understand that? So and then you see, you see, it, you live for a few years and you see folks just walking, just complaining, complaining, complaining. But ain't nobody saying, "So, Brother Bolton, what, what did I do to get, get down this road? Nothing. Because I've just been doing what I've been doing. I've been living unto self. I've been self-willed. I'm just hoping that I don't get bit that much. <laughs> I tell you, that's, that's a bad spot to be in. When you see people (laughs) eating their own food, eating their own fruit like what we just read, eating of the fruit of their ways. That's what he, that's what he mean when he say that. You eating the fruit of your ways. How does it taste? And I will ask anybody this. How does your life taste? If you, if you had to put it on a scale of one to 10, we all got taste buds. How does your life taste to you? If you don't like the taste of it, then change your ways. Because you're eating the fruit of your ways. What, what? I can't change it for you. Don't ask me to come put salt in it. <laughs> you don't have to be an 80-year-old fool. At some point, you can just learn that, that somebody know more than you. Does everybody understand that? Yeah, some point you can learn that. Somebody know somebody know more than you. I tell you, that's it, it takes a whether you know it or not, it takes a burden off of you when you realize you ain't got to tote the whole world on your shoulder. When you realize somebody know more than you, you can just go ask or just have some sense to be around some folks that know more than you. Does everybody understand that? (laughs) So my prayer is that we don't be in that place where we're in calamity, where our junk done came like a whirlwind, and it's all rushing in, and our whole world is caving in around us, and we crying out to God, and he laughing. Everything falling apart that we, as we knew. And he's mocking us. Not just, not just laughing and not laughing to himself. Not just laughing but mocking. <laughs> so how did it work out? You, 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 you got it all figured out now. Does everybody understand that? That's a bad place to be in but I'm telling you it's some people today that's there. It's got a whole world of folks God is laughing at. calamities, you know, all around them. Folks trying to do everything they can. I, I, was, I think I sent my wife an article the other day I was reading where they said six feet, 60 feet, it don't matter. You're going to get COVID. Just don't, don't believe the six-foot rule anymore. How many of you read that article? Don't believe the six-foot rule anymore because research has shown 60 feet away way you can get it. It don't matter. The distance don't matter. Which we knew. Does everybody understand that? Yeah, we knew that. Your only safety is in Christ. That's your only safety. I don't care how many wigs you tie around your face. It ain't ain't, going to fix it. Does everybody understand that? I used this example before. If you can pass gas 50 feet away from me and I can smell it, I know COVID's going to come creeping. <laughs> Does everybody understand that? You ain't even got a point it in my direction. If that little gas demon could make it to my nose from and you way over there... <laughs> What chance do you have with COVID? And this little mask, you just make sure you're six feet away and I got my little mask on, you got yours on and we're going to be safe. And then the whole time shaking our fists at God. Fools reject knowledge. Everybody understand that? And people are just walking right into it. You know, they telling you now, it ain't going to ever be the same. It ain't going to ever, we ain't going to ever get." This is the new norm. Yeah, we knew that from day one. That was the whole point, to bring in a new norm. You know, they told people, if you get vaccinated, you'll be fine. Just get these two vaccines. And then what do they do after that? Well, even if you get vaccinated, there's still a chance you can get it. Because now we got all these strains coming. You know, all these different strains of it. So, now what are they saying? So, you're going to have to get vaccinated, uh, a vaccine, vaccine shot every year. And you going to have fools still standing in line getting their little shot. Does everybody understand that? You know, there's already been people that have got both of their vaccines. And still getting it. You know why? Because fools hate knowledge. They hate knowledge. They, they don't want to live for God. And I, I guess you got to do, when you reject God, I guess you got to find something else, some kind of way to make it and survive. I wouldn't want to live that life, though. Would you? I'd rather do what God say Do. At least if I leave here with something, I know I'm going to heaven. Why do you think mankind is in such a hurry to get to Mars? You know why? Because they're hoping that it will expand their life, that, they, that they'll be able to get beyond the parameters that God has set, the appointment of death that God has set for their life. They want Mars to be their new heaven. Does everybody understand that? They feel like if we just get off of this poisonous earth, we'll live longer. We might even be able to live forever. You know they've been trying for years. You know, they, now, you, know if, if, you, you ever see these little communities? You know, in, in, pole, in these little podong towns? In, in every little town, you're going to have a gated community somewhere. And they're going to all say the same foolish stuff. Just low crime rate. Don't you get on TV saying that because we're coming. (laughs) It's going to be some crime now. Because we know y'all got some good stuff in these little gated communities. Y'all leave y'all windows. The doors unlocked. The windows open. Yeah, Because y'all, everybody understand that? You know that's the mindset of mankind? If we just get away from this and get away from that, we'll be safe. Oh, but you wait about 20 years. Them little gates going to come down and folks got to move to another community. It ain't no safety outside of Jesus Christ. Does everybody understand that? Yeah, you can live in a neighborhood where they shooting it up every night. It'll never touch your house. (laughs) Does everybody understand that? (laughs) Hmm. Let's go to the let's go to the book of Ecclesiastes, just real briefly, since we're touching on this The fifth chapter. Start reading at verse 9. It says, Moreover, the profit of the earth is for all. The king himself is served by the field. He that loveth silver shall not be satisfied with silver, nor he that loveth abundance with increase. This is also vanity. Everybody see that? When goods increase, They are increased that eat them. And what good is there to the owners thereof, saving the beholding of them with their eyes? Isn't that something? The sleep of a laboring man is sweet, whether he eat little or much, but the abundance of the rich will not suffer him to sleep. Did everybody see that? Does everybody understand what that's saying? A man's abundance it will not, will not allow him to rest well. Does everybody see that? Because he's worried about how he's going to keep it. He's worried about how he's going to make more. I'm trying to show you how life is when we choose to live it outside of God. When we choose to chase after things. When we reject the knowledge of God. And his wisdom, and we just run after stuff. The Bible says, There is therefore now no rest to the wicked. My prayer is that we're here with the Lord is saying today rest comes when you receive wisdom from God, when you receive the knowledge that he's trying to impart to you. But it don't come when you reject it and then you don't know what's coming down the pike. You might make it, you might not make it. You see, I see one of the saddest things now what's going on with folks ignoring their own natural identity refusing what they see with their own eyes and going off of how they feel. This is what happens. That's, to me, that's the ultimate of rejected knowledge. I look in the mirror. When I get out the shower or about to get in, I see what God created me to be, but I'm going to reject what I see with my own eyes. Isn't that something now? And then now we got the foolishness that's going on today. You know, it's, it's foolishness. It is outright foolishness. My prize is that we won't, and you may say, well, Brother Bolton, I never get that way about that. But you'll be that way in some area when you reject knowledge. The same way you can see the foolishness of others, you, you'll be in the same boat. You might just be in a different territory, a different area, but you'll be in the same boat, constantly making foolish what should be obvious to you is no longer obvious because you've rejected the knowledge that God has tried to, tried to bring to you. That's not the Lord's will. My prayers is that if you've been a hardhead you'll stop being one. Does everybody understand that? Alright, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. Thank you, Lord, for sharing with us the things that you want us to know. We pray, Lord, that as we uh, continue to hear your word, that we will not reject it. Help us, Lord, to not be stiff-necked and hard-hearted. Help us, Lord, to love knowledge and love truth, to love wisdom, Lord, so that we can avoid the pitfalls and the traps that the enemy has set for us. Lord, we thank you for dying on the cross for us. And we pray, Lord, that we will never take your instructions for granted. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. All right. That's all now. The Lord say the same. We'll go ahead and gather in the back and discuss the things that we've heard today. You're dismissed in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ.